This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with our Cyclone Radio Network team. I'm joined by Eric Heft and Ryan Harclaw as we take a look back at Iowa State's game with Kansas and look forward to Iowa State's big night game with Kansas State this Saturday. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Eric Heft and Ryan Harclaw. Guys, Matt Campbell sounded really optimistic this week, and I liked what he said. He said, you know, our seniors are doing such a great job with their leadership, and yes, we have a young team, but when your seniors are playing great football and they're leading by example and they're doing a great job in the locker room, you feel like the young guys are going to come along. And so I think he takes a very optimistic outlook to the rest of this season, uh, which, which I, I was encouraged by. So looking at that, I think that you, you're right, John, when you talk about the, the seniors is we were surprised that we got a couple of them back with Orion Vance and, and Xavier Hutchinson, you know, and Anthony Johnson. If you get those three back there, they're true leaders on the field and they're playing big time football. And if you go back and, and watch that Kansas game, when you look at the turnover that happens and Orion Vance uh, having a big part in that turnover, Xavier Hutchinson with over 100 yards, 13 catches, I believe, for 100 yards. And you see what Anthony Johnson's doing. And he silently is having a really, really good year, uh, making a lot of tackles where he needs to be. But more importantly, when you see him on the sidelines and locker room, uh, that senior class is doing a really nice job leading. You know, And I think that teaching these kids how to approach the game, how to approach situations. And uh, we haven't been short of adversity uh, this this so far in the year. And we've been able to survive a lot of it. Unfortunately, we haven't got the wins out of the game, but you, you've gotten to some situations where the, these leaders have gotten them through it. And we were able to win the game, but it also didn't go completely sideways on us either because these seniors have seen this. They have been there before. And I think that they are teaching these young guys how to respond to situations where it maybe doesn't go your way, uh, whether it's a call against you or a, an interception or a turnover or anything like that. Our senior leadership on this team has done a nice job teaching the other kids how to approach the game and situations as the game goes on. I mean, experience is the one thing you can't coach. I mean, you get it by actually earning it, playing. And these guys have been through good times and tougher times. And I think they've done a great job of leading the way and really put this Iowa State team in position to be 5-0. and Oh, they're 3-2, and two, but it's not because of a lack of leadership. It's just a matter of, hey, we, we've got to, you know, button up a few little things and, and we we're going to be right there, but you know, time's a waste and we got to, we got to move forward. But as far as the leadership feeling great about it, well, I think about finishing drives and Iowa state got the ball into Kansas territory seven times last week, you know, and came away with 11 points and obviously there's the missed kicks. Okay. But I think in the red zone, you know, especially you miss Brock Purdy, Brees Hall, Charlie Kohler, three of the best ever in the red zone for Iowa state football. I mean, it's just, that's sure. tough to replace. And so we're, I think we're trying to figure out what's our go-to in the, in the red zone. And we're not a finished product there yet. No, you look at that game on Saturday and you watch the film, John, if you look at what that game was and some of those situations, and coach Campbell talks about the details, you got to win in the margins and the details. And, you know, to put some specifics behind that is, is there were some, some opportunities where, you know, we may not be running the ball, but it doesn't necessarily mean the line is not where they're supposed to be. It may be a read. 
It may be a read option where we should have handed the ball off or we should have had the quarterback keep it. It's not just the line. There's a lot of times when uh, there was actually one play towards the 15-yard line where uh, going in to score a touchdown, and we just made the wrong read in the RPO. If we make the right read, hand the ball off, and, and the running back goes to the right hole, he's gone for 15. He has to beat the safety for a touchdown. It was actually blocked perfectly. So now to say the O-line was perfect, I don't think that's the case either. And I don't think I don't think one person's to blame, but I also don't think that we have anything to stand on to say, hey, this position group or that position group. I just think as a team – you know, we have to come together and clean those little things up. And when I say little thing, I mean, we literally missed the hole by one spot. You know, if he goes to the left by one gap over, it's probably a 15-yard run. And and so those are the little things we got to clean up as a group from the offensive line to the quarterback to the running back. It's not one person, one position group. There are so many good things that came out of the game that is encouraging. I see why Coach Campbell's encouraged. But if you clean those little things up, you're, you're those plays away from 5-0, and all, like Eric just said. Absolutely. You know, and, and once again, replacing playmakers that a few teams have had the luxury to have on one team, you know, and Brock and Brees and Charlie and Chase and all those guys. And you're replacing them with guys who've watched on the sideline and they've learned. But like I said earlier, experience is the only thing you can't coach. And as Hunter – and those young backs in particular, with especially with Jirel being out, those guys will have to learn from experience. And I have every confidence uh, that they will. But little things lead to big things. And at the end of the day, you've lost two one-possession games that you could have won. You know, but at the same time, you know, you got a chance to really clean those things up and have a great finish to the season. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. How does Iowa State go about pass protection better? And I don't mean just the offensive line. I mean the whole package, including Hunter making decisions. Just how can they start avoiding, you know, the, the five sack games that are really hurting them? Because those are drive killers. We talk about getting into Kansas territory seven times and a lot of those drives were killed because of sacks so how do we how do we clean that part up you look at that the the protection you know and as you watch that game there are situations where we had seven in uh with the two tight ends obviously helping the line to give max protection and they were able to get a pressure with four on seven and i think that we got to clean that up a little bit the skillers is there but it's more the details we're talking about who has the tackle, you know, who has the defensive end, who's accounting for the middle linebacker, outside linebackers on blitz. But when you get into a situation, if you are going to go max protect and they're only bringing four, you're going to have three receivers against seven defensive backs. And that puts a lot of pressure on Hunter. And I think that, you know, everyone says, we'll throw the ball away. I, what I've been very happy with Hunter is his progression. When you watch him progress through a pass play, it's, it's actually pretty elite, you know, where he's going from, the first option, second option, third option. Most quarterbacks that young go to a hot read and just stick on it. And he actually does do a nice job progressing through. You know, as he learns, could he dump some of these away when there's nothing there? Yeah, probably if it's, it's three on seven when you have three receivers versus seven DBs, there may be some opportunities for throw those away. But at the same time, I don't want a quarterback back there seeing ghosts either and, and just flinging the ball out of bounds as soon as they don't see their hot or their number one or two uh, receiver available. So – Again, I just these are bumps of knowledge, you know, and learning opportunities for a very young quarterback that has a ton of skills. But now when the lights and the bullets are flying, 
these are the things that he just has to pick up on and understand right. the, 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 the numbers and the protections and what's going to be available. And if it's not get rid of the ball, I got three on seven, yeah. get rid of the ball. They, I, I, if I don't see my guy open, he's not going against seven defensive backs. So he's progressing, but I think that there's an opportunity for him to, to continue to learn and watch film and get better every game. I totally agree that Hunter does a great job of going down his list of, of progressions. I think he's doing a great job of that. Uh, but once again, you know, the, with the experience will come the feel. Okay, how long How long do I have? Is that clock in my head ticking? You know, and, and I'm sure he can get rid of the ball maybe a little bit quicker or throw it away a little bit quicker to avoid a couple. But once again, it's all about experience, and he's getting it. Now, can you, can you grow from that experience? Once again, we think he's a very talented quarterback. I think most people who've watched him play believe that. So it's just a matter of, of getting the experience to make the decisions maybe a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think back to you know Spencer Sanders when he was a young quarterback starting at Oklahoma State. He was making some mistakes and playing through them, and and uh, Coach Gundy gave him that leash to you know to learn from his mistakes. And now he's a terrific quarterback. And I, I, I think Hunter's headed on that same path. I'm, I'm super excited about his future. What are some of the bright spots that you guys see right now? Because I think there's plenty of them. Tell me some of the bright spots that really stand out to you guys right now. Park mentioned those super seniors earlier, you know, Orion, you know, Anthony uh, X. I mean, those guys, uh, I mean, talk about bright spots. I mean, X is leading the nation in receptions. I mean, he's having a terrific season. And sure, Hunter targets him a lot, but why wouldn't you? But Orion Vance, I mean, I don't know how much stock you put in, in pro football focus, but his rating last week was over 90. I mean, one of the highest defensive ratings Iowa State players ever had. And the heart with which he played, I mean, he was going to do everything in his power to get Iowa State that win. I mean, I, I think those are uh, those super seniors are, are just awesome. And, and I love watching them play. For me, I, yeah, we talked about that, Eric. I completely agree with what you're just saying there. And the way that defense played on Saturday was exceptional. And the second half especially, shutting it down. And, and Jalen Daniels, I don't think people can understand how good Jalen Daniels is. We made him look pedestrian. And, and that is hard to do with that good a talent. When you look right now, he's, he's like third, fourth in the Heisman race right now. And I tell you what, Iowa State defense made it hard for him to win the Heisman. Because they were able to shut him down. We held him to 14 points. It was short-fielded on, on one of those touchdowns. Second half, they, I don't know, I believe it was like 57 yards of total offense for Kansas. Right. And so that defense wasn't good. They were phenomenal in that second half. They, they couldn't do a thing because of that defense. So, again, I couldn't be happier with how this defense is playing and how deep they're going when they are playing. And so I've been really excited about to see what, how that defense is performing so far this year. Hey, Hark, you know, one of the things when you're uh, prepping for a, a quarterback or an athlete uh, who's got elite speed and can do a lot of different things, you know, sometimes at halftime, is it not just about the adjustments you make, but just about getting up to, okay, the speed, the angles you have to take as you're preparing to play somebody like that? It, you can't practice it, Eric, and that's the thing. You see the plays and you see how they run it, but then you see how fast like a special person like Jalen Daniels can get to a corner. You're like, holy crap. I got to take a different angle here. This guy's already out here. They're running speed option at us uh, on Saturday in the first half. And I just, I think those options were coming at our defensive ends and outside linebackers so fast. They slow played it and it allowed them to get five to six yards just because we weren't attacking it. He was getting to the option quicker than we were probably ready for. 
a good adjustment at halftime was is they attacked the option, which if they want to let their quarterback get hit, sure, send them out an option. We'd be happy to hit your quarterback. So I think it took one option in the second half and him get cut in half by Kobe Reader to say, well, that's enough. I don't need this guy getting hit by their outside linebackers. We don't need the option anymore. So I just think the speed of the game uh, is different when you have quarterbacks. Adrian Martinez coming in this week. I'm telling you what. Oh. He, he is a special runner. I, I will say that he's a good thrower. He's a decent thrower, but he is a special runner. Um, and it's just going to be another big time challenge for this defense. Cyclo Nation, as we gear up for football season, I want to remind you of Authentic Brand. They offer the finest Cyclone apparel and accessories, and they're founded here in Iowa. Refresh your game day wardrobe at authentic-brand.com. Yeah, let's stay right there, guys, because uh, this. This offense of Kansas State's has Colin Klein's fingerprints all over it, and Colin was a Heisman finalist by kind of being a run-first quarterback, and then he'd hurt you over the top if you started cheating in too much to take away the run. And that zone read with Colin Klein and Deuce Vaughn, man, you talk about a pick-your-poison zone read. Those two guys can bust up big plays. They had, I think, four plays of 50 four runs of 50 yards or longer against Texas Tech. One got called back, but, man, well, and Oklahoma that, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how do you defend that that run game of Kansas State with those two guys in particular, and try to force Adrian Martinez to beat you by throwing the football? Win first down. I mean, that's number one. You know, easier said than done. But once again, I think it may take a, a series or so to get used to the speed of Adrian Martinez because, as good as Jalen Daniels is, I, I think Martinez has more elite speed and certainly more experience. Uh, so you got to find ways to be, once again, last week it was all alignment sound, uh, and you're going to have to do the exact same thing on Saturday. But if you can get them behind the chains, you have a chance to put him, put the ball in his hands in terms of, of running, and then got to spy on him as well because he certainly has broken a lot of big plays uh, in the run game that were design passes. Yeah, you're right. You, you cannot let him get ahead of the sticks. And, and the other thing is this offense is going to help our defense as much as anything. If we can get them down and get them doing things they don't want to do, we have a lot better chance. And, and you know, if they're up by 7 to 14 and they just sit on this RPO, that puts a lot of pressure on this defense on the clock. And they'll, they'll wet blanket you, you know, and I don't know how else to put it where they they'll sit and run the clock and you just don't get control of the game. And it's, it's they make it really difficult on you. So this team of, of Kansas State runs the RPO better than anyone else out there. Um, it's mostly run more than the pass. But I think they put more pressure on you from the RPO side of things on both sides of the uh, of the line of scrimmage where Adrian can run to the left and. Deuce Vaughn to the right, where you truly have to honor both sides. And I, in the Big 12, I don't think there's a better school that runs the RPO than, than Kansas State. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Well, it is a rivalry game, 106th meeting between Iowa State and Kansas State, and uh, I guess I, I'd like a feel from you guys. Eric, you played in this series in basketball against Lon Kruger and some great Wildcat teams. And Hark, you played football against Kansas State. Is it as intense as it seems? Because it does feel like this is a pretty good rivalry. <laughs> oh, it's a good rivalry. I mean, is it number one rivalry for us? I, I would say no. But I think, once again, it's kind of like Oklahoma State, but only to a, a greater extent. 
similar universities, similar university missions, fan bases, certainly somewhat similar. And right now you're at the point where K-State had a lot of great success after Bill Snyder arrived. Tremendous success. They built that program. The stadium got expanded. And they had a lot of success, and it was diff- a very difficult game for Iowa State. Now, Iowa State's been in that mode you know, with Matt Campbell and what we've done, expanded the stadium. Uh, I, I just think it's become a bigger game. It's a meaningful game in terms of conference play, too, where that wasn't always the case. So I think that adds a little bit to it. I don't hate K-State. I, I try not to hate anybody, but, you know, sometimes I lose <laughs> that battle. It's a respected rivalry. I think, Eric, that's, it's, it's, we respect each other. And I think that that's what we're, we're very similar schools. You know, you're in farm country. It's also the Farmageddon game, obviously. And I think that their backgrounds of where they, where we've all come from and where we're at today. If you walked into these stadiums today compared to 50 years ago, it's unbelievable. I mean, Kansas State has outstanding facilities in the football field and and a stadium, but so does Iowa State now. And I think it's just the, you're you're competing against someone similar to you, and that's why you want to beat them. But I would tell you this: I think it's a respect from both sides that, yeah, you, you respect for what they've done, where they've come, and where they're going, and that's why you want to beat them as much as anything else. Hey guys, I want to wrap up with this, and I don't know if you've seen this yet, uh, social media today. I'm sure you will see it eventually if you haven't already. But Jace Gilbert, there's a video of him reading a text message that he got from Brock Purdy after the game. And Brock obviously never played with Jace, but it was just a a really long, well-thought-out, really encouraging, positive text message from Brock Purdy. And, man, when you've got that, and we talk about culture in our program all the time, when you've got former players that didn't even play with this current player and are giving him those words of encouragement, and you could see what that meant to Jace. When he was was sharing the message with little kids, he he was reading it to them. And you can see and hear it in his voice what that meant to him. And I expect him to respond really well and come back solidly this week. But, uh, man, you love it when you have a culture where your former players are even reaching out to your younger players and offering them some encouragement. You know, as I had a chance to see that this morning. And as great you know, a career as Brock had, I mean, it was terrific. He had ups and downs too, you know, and nobody's ever satisfied unless you complete every pass and you win every game. There's always some negativity out there, Uh, but just uh, for Brock to reach out and and talk to Jace or uh, text him about things he did, you know, things that were helpful to him. Certainly faith was, was a big part of it uh, to move forward and, and be the, it's like Matt says, be the best version of yourself, you know, and I, I thought it was a great message. And once again, you're right, John, the culture I think wins out and I think will win out. It shows the integrity of the culture. You're right. And that's it, it, integrity in a culture is not just doing what's right. It's obviously a very big part of it. The integrity of a culture of an organization or a football program is how well they defend and back each other. If you have no people willing to back you or be behind you or be there for you when there's something terrible, you have no culture. And that has all to do with the integrity of the culture. And so people want to say they have a culture. This wasn't made up. This wasn't to respond to anything. This wasn't come through the football, uh, the football uh, Twitter account. This came organically through the integrity of the culture of this football program from a player that used to be at Iowa State, understands the challenges you go through as an 18-year-old kid that just learned to drive a car two years ago. They got put in front of 50,000 fans to make a 30-yard, 40-yard field goal. If you haven't stood on the field at a 40-yard line or 30-yard line to kick a 40-yard field goal, 
and you haven't been there before, you don't understand the pressure that stands over the top of it. And so I loved that video and saw it. And it, it, it just explains what I've been so positive and so behind of what Coach Campbell is doing in this program is the integrity of that program is it's the peers, it's the people, it's the part of the program. He just makes the environment so it's it's a healthy one. It's all about the players that, that really truly create the culture of that that organization, that football program. So it was, I loved it. I, I, there's not enough good things I can say about what that message was at Brock Hall. Well, it sure makes me want to go support this team again on Saturday, and I think all our fans feel that way too. And so it, I think it's going to be a tremendous environment. Let's go get one and then go down to Texas with some confidence. I'm for it. I think we can do it. Absolutely. It's going to be a good week. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.